Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan, and we are listening to a uh, part three of a three-part podcast on Is Socialism Biblical? And uh, I, I have to say before we get going here that we are ecstatic at the amount of people that are listening each and every day. I know this is a fairly new podcast, but we are uh, growing with every single episode. And uh, we we are uh, heard uh, all over the world in a number of different uh, areas and countries and and, uh, on a number of different platforms. So we want to just take this moment to thank you that you have um, made this just such a wonderful success. And we look forward to providing even more um, opportunities to dive into truth. That's what we want to do here. We want to seek biblical truth. And uh, we are doing that here today. Uh, In part one of uh, Is Socialism Biblical, we really took a look at is there an economic system that is a biblical economic system? Is that capitalism? Is that socialism? Uh, and, And we've really found out that the Bible doesn't necessarily say capitalism is a biblical concept. It doesn't say that socialism is a biblical concept. But what it does say is that we... We know that there is private property ownership, and that is a biblical concept, that we can own things, we can own property, we can own uh, goods, we can own these type of things, and that is a biblical concept. So something that that embraces that would be more of a biblical economic system than one that does not. And so we took a look in part two at what that meant. Uh, and, and again, if you want to hear more in-depth uh, study of these things. You can go back and you can listen uh, to part one and part two. But but uh, we in part two really uh, looked at capitalism and socialism, compared them together. What do they um, espouse, and and how do they differ from each other? How are they maybe even a little bit similar? And 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 took a look at is capitalism something that's more biblical? Is socialism, which is kind of the opposite, uh, is that uh, something that's more biblical? Uh, is, is capitalism really built on greed? Is socialism not built on greed? Uh, is, these, these type of concepts we really got into, and now we're going to uh, take a, a, a closer look at socialism and, and, and see, is this something that truly is a biblical concept uh, or not, and and I know that there's been a lot of people that have embraced socialism as as an economic system because they see it as a more kinder, gentler type of system. That it is uh, maybe a more loving system because uh, we're uh, under a socialistic uh, economy, lo- looking to you know take care of the needy and and to to help them out. And isn't that a loving thing to do? Which is of course a biblical concept. Well, let's take a look, and, and we ended last time with what is money? Well, money is basically a representation of your labor, of your time, of your skill, and of risk. Those four things uh, make up what money really is, because money 
uh, we, we get money by um, obviously providing someone with labor. Um, maybe that someone is ourselves. We, we labor around the house and we save money. <laughs> uh, or, or we do something for someone else and we get money from them. Uh, we provide our time. Uh, obviously a nine to five job, uh, we are there from nine to five <laughs> and, and we are providing them with labor and with skill uh, and, and we get uh, money because of the time that we have spent providing that labor and that time and that skill. And, and of course, skill being a part of that. If we, if I want to be a, um, uh, let's say, a flight attendant, uh, I could, I could not be a flight attendant. I could not f- even fly the airplanes uh, because I don't have that skill. As much as I would love that, I love to fly. Um, I don't have that skill. I would have to acquire that skill in order to make money at that. Um, and of course, risk. Risk is. Uh, something like, for instance, if you have any kind of uh, stocks or bonds or mutual funds, or, or it, it, whether it be in your retirement account or anywhere else, you're taking a risk with uh, that stock market. And what you're saying is that you are betting that that will go up instead of down and that your money will increase instead of not increase. Why do you think that a certificate of deposit or a CD from a bank does not produce as high an interest rate as maybe something else, whether it be a mutual fund or something else, because the risk level is higher when it comes to that mutual fund or that stock or that bond than it is with a certificate of deposit, which is guaranteed through a bank and and, and whatnot. So uh, we see the risk level a lot lower when it comes to the CD, thus the reward or the money that comes from that risk is less. And so that is really a definition of what money is. It is um, a representation of our labor, time, skill, and, and risk. Now, we see that in socialism, to socialists, suffering is caused by an unequal distribution of money or wealth. And so when we see people that have, or people that have not, then that, that, uh, that unequal distribution of that, that wealth causes suffering to, in the mind of a socialist. Their goal is the redistribution of that stuff. You see, this can be only achieved in their minds by the government. We, as, uh, um, as individuals, are not capable of redistributing that wealth in an equal fashion. Now, there's an assumption that if everyone is given an equal um, when it comes to portions or things, that all problems in society will somehow dissolve. And that is a, a, a very standard thing for a socialist. Uh, that if, if we could just make it fair, if we could just make everything equal, if everybody had the same and nobody had more than anyone else, then that would dissolve, dissolve society's problems. Uh, the Bible teaches that aid should be tied to responsibility. That is a very common thing that we see in the Bible and throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament. First, Everyone who refuses to work should be refused aid, in, in, according to the Bible, as we see in, of course, Second uh, Thessalonians 3.10, which says, The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. See, it, it's, it's him being an enabler um, 
of, of the lo- which which is being an, an enabler, a loving thing to do. I guess is what uh, the question here is. Um, we are not to enable people. Um, I, you know, I've even gotten into conversations when it comes to uh, those individuals that oftentimes stand on a street corner when you're at a, a stoplight with a cardboard sign, and and whether or not if you were to hand them some cash out the window, let's say. Uh, whether or not that is actually helping them or is it just making you feel good. And uh, there is a case that can be made that you are actually enabling them to continue down a path of destruction for them in their life. And, um, and, and, and that's, that's probably a, <laughs> a podcast in the future, but uh, we we're not going to dig into that right now. But, but it, it goes to what we're talking about here when it com- comes to uh, you know, a socialist view. Um, you know, we, we know that, um, that the social, uh, socialists dem- demonize uh, the rich and that, um, that, that it is because of the rich that we have so many problems in their minds. Um, the rich are not causing the problems in American society today. I can tell you that. They are not acquiring wealth by stealing from the masses. Uh, they're creating products. You see, uh, these products produce wealth, and they actually provide jobs for many people. We we see that as as those that we can call them the haves, I guess those that have uh, have have invested those funds in companies and, and and in products and things that that need to be sold or or manufactured or or all distributed. All these things create a uh, a wealth for those that um that are on that end of things if if you're if you're selling uh something that uh that a factory has produced when it comes to a widget then you are making money by selling that widget if you are transporting that widget you are making money by transporting that widget if you're creating that widget uh for production then again you are creating a wealth base for yourself and an income uh, stream Uh, but even if Let's let's just say that the, that the rich um, they were exploiting the poor. Nowhere in Scripture does the Bible support that the have-nots should demand money from the haves. There there isn't a scripture that uh, out there that would say that we need to demand money as have-nots from those that have. That 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 idea of everything being absolutely equal is not a biblical concept. Instead, it teaches that we should not covet. We can look at Exodus 20, verse 17, and we, uh, we should be content in all circumstances. Uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13, these are very, very clear uh, scripture. And, and they, they let us know that we should not covet what other people have. Uh, just because somebody has something that we do not, does not mean that our life is now ruined. <laughs> um, let's, let's take a look, for instance, at William Bradford. I don't know how much you know of him and his story, but he was the governor of uh, Plymouth uh, Colony for uh, 30 years. Bradford left an, an invaluable journal uh, chronicling the, the uh, Pilgrim Venture, uh, of which he was a part, of course. And it, and it was interesting to me when I, I did some research on William Bradford in that his first uh, his, his first landing on, on this continent, uh, he uh, and, and, and those that were with him, uh, they, they set up kind of a sol- socialist kind of 
uh, system. I mean, they they basically said, "Hey, take a, you you over there, you you do some farming, and you over here, you do you know th- this and that." And everybody kind of had their thing, and then they would barter with each other, or they would you know say, "Hey, okay, we're gonna basically we're gonna give this stuff." into the the community uh, bin of stuff you produce this stuff you throw it in uh, everybody takes from it as they need and that's how we're going to survive that's kind of the, the original plan that they had had and how they began uh, there at Plymouth Rock um, and in the first winter it just about killed the colony they literally just about died uh, his his wife, um, William Bradford's wife, died. Many, many of those first pilgrims passed away in that first winter uh, because they did not have enough. It, that system did not work. And he journaled through. If you read through his journals, it, it is amazing uh, to see how he, 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 he knows that things have to be different, that something has to change or they are going to die. And so he actually comes up with a, um, a kind of a capitalistic type of thing. It says, tell you what, you, everybody makes what they can. Everybody does what they, they feel like, like is, is uh, supposed to, uh, that, that they're skilled to do and, and they want uh, to do. And then we'll barter with those things. We, you, you can then say, okay, I have some potatoes. You have some uh, this over here. Let's trade. And, and, and that's what I need. And what happened was that that just took off because then people were motivated to do the things that they needed to do under the old system they didn't it was you know what i'm <laughs> i'm i'm farming potatoes or whatever and and i'm not going to see the 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 reward from this I'm not really going to see much of anything. So it, it was just, well, you know, I, 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 I guess I have to do it. And, and, you know, boy, you know, I sure wish I didn't have to do this, but you know, I gotta, I gotta fill the, you know, the, the, the coffers for everyone of, of the potatoes. Nobody else is doing potatoes. Uh, and, and, and there was no motivation there to really do a good job or to increase, uh, the yield or anything like that at all. But under capitalist, uh, capitalistic society, that changed. And now suddenly, if I increase the yield of my potatoes, or if I increase increase what I'm making here, I am able to then benefit from that. Now I can buy more of whatever I need elsewhere. I can uh, I, I can create a wealth for myself, and this was a motivating factor, and it literally saved that first colony. Uh, see the definition of Marxism, and this is something we need we need to look, look at uh, closely. Because what I want you to do now is I want you to, to listen carefully, and I want you to see if there's anything that I'm about to say that reminds you of what is happening today. Okay, so the definition of Marxism is the political, economic, and social principles and policies advocated by Marx. A theory and practice of socialism, including the labor theory of value. Now, what's the labor theory of value? A labor theory of value is that something has value based on the amount of labor that it took to produce. So something that that does not take a lot of va- um, labor to produce, that does not have very much value. But something that that, that took a lot of labor and, and, and an intense uh, labor type of product, that thing is now very much valuable. Um, so again, a theory 
and practice of socialism, including the labor theory of value, dialectical materialism. Now, what's that? That's um, it's nothing happens from spiritualism. So, in other words, spiritualism plays nothing as far as a part in the value of a society and the value of a person. Spiritualism has nothing to do with value. That materialism, what, what again, what uh, value uh, something has, it is contributed to its labor that it took to, to make. Uh, and again, a theory and practice of socialism, including the labor theory of value, dialectical materialism, the class struggle. Now, what's class struggle? Different groups having different interests. So everyone is a part of a group, and it can be large, small, or in between. Uh, oftentimes, they're, they're rather small groups. Um, you, we, we get broken down into races. We get broken down into uh, areas, uh, ge- geographical areas. We get broken down into sexes uh, or uh, sexual preferences. We get broken down into all kinds of, of little groups, and that these groups have different interests. And so... Uh, so the, the, the group's struggle, what that group, how it is victimized is a motivating factor when it comes to Marxism. So again, a theory of practice of socialism, including the, the labor theory of value, dialectical materialism, the class struggle and dictatorship of the rich until the establishment of a classless society. In other words, a utopia. So what we see here with the definition of Marxism is that that only labor provides value. That spiritualism or God doesn't have anything to do with the value of something. That, 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 that the motivating factor within this economic system is the struggle that each little class of people confront. And that the majority of that struggle is there from the dictatorship of the rich, of a class of people that have more than other people have. And that is going to continue until the establishment of a classless society. So in other words, everybody having exactly the same. That's the definition of Marxism. Do you, do you see, even today, where, where this type of, of um, economic system is, is touted? That these values are things that are uh, espoused. So you see, Marxism divides people into social classes um, that are really characterized by inequity and injustice. This results in a con- in a constant state of class struggle, and it we, we we've seen that with whether it be with like Black Lives Matter type of uh, scenarios. Uh, we see that in uh, a, a lot of different areas of of our society today we are broken down into these social classes and then victimized. In other words, uh, they, they, we, we're, we're told that our class or our group of people, there's an inequity and then there's an, there's an injustice and we need to struggle to make sure that we get ours no matter what. Marxism says that capitalism creates a system in which the majority of labor is performed by a class of people who do not reap the, mo- the, the most benefits from their labor. So in other words, uh, I, I think it was uh, President Obama uh, who, uh, him and some, some of his cabinet 
that were very famous for saying that, um, you know, that, that company that, that you have, you didn't build that. Uh, that, that, uh, uh, that was not built by you because you didn't build the roads. You didn't build the uh, economic system. You didn't, you didn't build all these things that basically handed to you your company. Um, and, and of course, leaving out the fact that, that uh, just because somebody doesn't put their hand to the plow doesn't mean that they don't have skill, they haven't put time in, they haven't uh, taken the risk that it took to produce that wealth. Uh, Marxism says that capitalism creates a system in which the majority of labor is performed by that classless people who do not reap more uh, the, the most benefits from their labor. And yet, uh, really, when you look at it more deeply, um, the, the, a... a uh, someone who is classified as the haves really has put in the time that it, it has taken, that has the skill, has taken the risk, more risk than, than a laborer. If, if, I'm, if I'm a laborer and I'm producing a widget, let's say I'm putting uh, together uh, watches or whatever the case may be, um, I'm not really taking a risk. Uh, I, I, uh, I can go home uh, at five o'clock and I can say, you know what, I'm done and I can uh, not worry about it. Though somebody who is in charge of that company can't necessarily do that. You see, this labor is done to benefit an elite class instead of benefiting the needs of all. That's a common sentiment when it comes to somebody who is of a Marxist type of uh, mindset. The elite use many tools such as organized religion and the promotion of radical ethnic and gender prejudices to help maintain their power. This is a very key point that I think we see very much today, that that, that it is the rich that get dogged on and, and they say, oh, well, we, 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 they need to pay their fair share and they need to be you know, on, and of course, what, what is their fair share? Well, that's, you know, that's up for interpretation. Um, that uh, organized religion and, and promotion of, 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 you know, of racial and economic and gender prejudices, these, these are things that keep the Marxists in power. Uh, it is the responsibility of the labor class itself to emancipate themselves from the, this, this, this uh, ex, explosive system uh, that, that we have in a capitalistic society. Uh, relying on the elite class to level the playing field means perpetual struggle. And so, um, you know, th these, these are all things that are espoused by a, a Marxist mindset. And, and unfortunately, these type of things have become more and more popular through a socialistic uh, economic system and, and the promotion of that. And yet, as we can see, as, 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 as you can plainly see, these are things that are not biblical. These are not loving. These are not caring. These are not things that the Bible would espouse as, as something that we need to go toward. This is, this is something that, that, uh, that is unattainable. This is a utopia that is unattainable, unattainable where everybody has exactly everything equal. Uh, life is not fair. And, and, and many people don't, don't deserve the exact as, uh, uh, things as other people have. Some people work harder. Some people have, have, have developed their skills to a point where uh, they, they should receive more. Uh, they, some take more risk, and 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 thus thusly they they end up with more. I, you see, we have a system in America that that promotes that kind of thing that a lot, that says if you are willing to work hard, if you're willing to to uh, improve yourself, then you can you can improve yourself economically. 
America is the most generous country in the world, by far, hands down, period. America is the most generous country in the world. And why is that? Well, one of the reasons is that for, for that is that we have a system in which we can give. We have a system in this country where people have generated wealth and can generate it. The pie has grown bigger. And as that continues to do so, we are able to then take what we have and some of the excesses that we have and then use those around the world to help others. That is a loving system. That is something that is biblical. We help those in need through pulling them up higher in their place in life, not lowering others to a needy level. You see, when we when we give generously through the church and through our own personal giving, then we are able to lift people up. We aren't tearing people down saying, oh, the rich are all about you know keeping you down and, and, and struggling. And, and so we need to bring them down to us. What, what a capitalistic society says is that we are going to lift people up from where they're at. We're going to help them and we're going to uh, continue to make them better and, and, and give them that skill uh, that they need to improve. And then they can do the same thing. You see, it's, it's a lifting up. And that is, in my view, a more biblical concept and something that we should definitely be striving toward. And, it, and you, you may agree with me, you may not agree with me, you may have some questions, and I invite all of those. Um, and, and, and to communicate with us here at, at Uncommon Sense uh, is by email, and that is foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's F-O-R uncommonsense at gmail.com. I, I look forward to, to seeing your comments on this series. And, uh, and, and even if you have uh, any questions, even outside of what we've talked about here, uh, look forward to those questions. We'll, we'll answer them personally. Uh, if you want, uh, we, we um, will even probably use some of those on the air at some point in the future as far as uh, the questions go and, and, and you use a podcast to, to answer those things. Uh, really looking forward to your communication there. Uh, but for now, you've been listening to Uncommon Sense.